0: A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hello and welcome to From Dublin to Cleveland. I am Logan Howard, joined as always by the one and only Brendan Thomas Merritt. How are you doing today, Brendan?
1: I'm great, always great. Going on holidays in not very many hours to Rome for a week. So uh, who could possibly complain?
0: Us. We we could complain, because we're not going to Rome.
1: (laughs) True, true. I'm sure you've got some lovely Thanksgiving plans just around the corner.
0: Indeed, indeed. I do. I'm going to be out of town, down to um, Dayton uh, area, where my uncle and his family live. So I'm going to go visit them. So yeah, um, before we get too far into it, uh, you can... Like and subscribe to us on Facebook and Google Podcasts and Spotify and all those things. We'd love if you'd leave us a review. That would be awesome. More people will hear about us. More people will listen. And that just all just creates and helps us want to continue to do this and not just be like, oh, yeah, no one listens to us. So we appreciate your support. Uh, We have links to T-shirts. We have links to Facebooks. We have links to um, our email, you can send us an email at from Dublin 2 cleveland at gmail.com. Uh, all those things are in the description. We'd love if you would interact with those and interact with us. Um, with that being said, I want to turn it over to Brendan. Due to my uh, clerical error of not giving you the results of the meme podcast that was two episodes ago, I did not give you the results last episode, so Brendan has the, has the results as the accountant that he is, uh, and I am not. So, Brendan, please uh, account for us the the totals. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a nice to see. Logan taking full responsibility when errors are made in the show. <laughs> Alright, guys. So, uh, Logan definitely had an advantage of all the Star Wars ones. Um, I'm the definition of a casual fan when it comes to that galaxy far away from a long time ago. Uh, so for my droid meme, uh, I got two points, whereas Logan got double, got four. Uh, then there's the one for the senator from Naboo. Uh, he's a bit of a conspiracy theorist, although let's be honest, the conspiracy theorists have all been proven right, are uh, The invasion one. I got three for that. Uh, and then I began breaking it because Logan got fourteen. <laughs> Clearly had a bit of catching up to do. A smile was on my face when I saw the results to the Pam one from the office. Um you know they're the same picture? When Logan got three and I got five. For the trade offer, we both got three. For Aslan, Logan got seven, and at the last second, I pushed ahead of him, and I got nine of that one. Then with the awkward teen meme, I just gave a Bible citation, hoping that you would all go home and crack open the Word of God, but uh, that was about too much effort for some of you, so I got four, whereas Logan got five. Then we got the one with the eyelid guy, his <laughs> eyes are open, and he blinks, and it opens it again. Uh, I thought Logan gave a really nice effort for that one, but no. One person like that. The rest of you just pretended that didn't exist across all platforms. <laughs> Whereas mine got t- had the one with the house burning to the ground, and the girl with a mushroom haircut smiling. Logan got two for that, and I got six. Then we have the girl in the back seat with a sideways glance. For that, we both got five. And then we come down to the real deal breaker. <laughs> and this is the one with the costume pack. Logan's shaking his head. He still doesn't believe his results. I He's don't. Like I don't. <laughs> Need a runoff This Logan pretended <laughs> Logan had a costume pack Of all things Rendon-centered uh, Rendon-centered? Me centered uh, And eight of you thought it was funny Whereas I created An invisible man Costume pack Priced at 50 euros Unlikely to increase student inflation And I got
0: 40 C.
1: Jobs <laughs> all around.
0: 40. So it's so ridiculous.
1: Logan got 54, and I got 77. <laughs> and uh, undoubtedly down to the costume pack one. And let me tell you, friends, I labored over that one. I think I spent about 15 minutes just glaring at the screen. <laughs> but i given that meme template, didn't know what to put down. And in the end, it shows nothing. And that's what y'all wanted. So, uh well done, Logan, for losing so, I mean, trying so hard, <laughs> and uh, I look forward to beating you in our next meme review.
0: you, <laughs> All right, so into the main bit of our podcast today, we are going to be doing one minute topics. If you guys remember, we did a podcast on this sometime earlier this year or late last year, Um, And it was one minute to speak on a topic that you want to talk about or that you have found from a list of topics. So we have done that again today. Um, And so what we're going to do is each of us will have a minute. We're going to pick a topic, talk about it for a minute. The other person will have like a minute or so to say, wow, that was ridiculous or that was crazy or I didn't know that about you. Um, And then we'll move on to the, the other person getting their choice of topic. So... Uh, I am going to, since Brendan won, he has won the right to go first on the topics. Um, So, Brendan, uh, take it away with your first topic that you'd like to talk about, and I will start the timer uh, in, we'll just start it now. All right, ready? Begin.
1: I might not need 60 seconds for of these bad boys, but uh, my first topic is the dumbest thing I did when I was very little. I was two years of age, I was in my back garden, all on my lawn. And I opened up the shed door, and upon opening it, I saw a two-liter 7-Up bottle. Not a two-liter bottle of 7-Up friends, I chose my words very specifically. Feeling suddenly parched with thirst, I used my superhuman two-year-old strength. Opened up the bottle. <laughs> and drank every last drop of its contents. However, it was not 7-Up. It was petrol. Americans, what is petrol here you ask? Gasoline. Well, needless to say, a trip to the hospital was in order. <laughs> and my little stomach was pumped, pumped, pumped. So any question I've ever had I heard time. I have, I straight back to that moment. <laughs>
0: Oh man. I don't even know okay, so my timer's going. I don't even know what to do with this. Uh I, I don't I, I don't know what's going on. I can't believe this story, alright? I I uh I kept saying no way. There's not there's not true. And of course to us here in Americans we're like yeah, that's not true, like, legit, that's what we mean, whereas for Irish, for for people from Ireland, they're like, oh, tell me more, tell me more, that's just a lovely story, I'm just going, what is going on, like, whoa, (laughs) so I'm not going to use the full time on this one, I'm going to stop it right here, but, wow, Um, wow, all right, my topic, Uh, what do I think about social media, and begin um, so social media is, it's a dangerous thing, all right? It, it really just makes people depressed. Uh, that's, that's my opinion of social media. It, it just, you, you live in a fake world in a fake society where you don't have to interact with people in a face-to-face meeting. You just send little texts or hearts or emojis or random funny clips, which, All of them, I do. I do all of those, okay? But at the same time, it's sort of, you're so focused on likes, you're so focused on winning the meme war, like Brendan, um, (laughs) that you forget what's really important in life and how we are created as relational beings, not, uh, not people who just spend all their lives on Instagram. It's probably the reason why we have so much depression and anxiety and sadness and evil that's in this world is relates and can be taken back to social media as as a realm and a thing that has provided it. And that's my time. Go ahead, Brendan.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think it's one of those things that it can be used for good. It can be used to help reach people with the gospel of Jesus, with words that God has put in your heart hmm. for people at large. Um... It's great, you know, for community involvement and um, getting messages and updates out to people briskly. I uh, you know if you are, are waiting, but it's crashed or has otherwise broken down, it's great for them to fire up a message, you know, not to wait for an hour and a half. Yeah, and um, but the same thing that has created a culture of competition where people have lost the secret if they ever had it to begin with of being content. And uh, that's something that not only social media is responsible for, every user is responsible for their own heart. But uh, it's very easy for that to get clouded in the culture of competition. Yeah. And uh, looking for those highs when you see those thumbs and notifications. So, what I'd say, friends, is limit the time you spent in it. Don't scroll. And with regards to read messages, either do it once a day for 15 minutes or pick one day a week where you just look it all up there and then and then be done with it. That's what I do.
0: Alright, time and your new topic begins now.
1: Okay, the next topic, friends, is you know, the most successful prank I was ever part of. So this is my first time in Greece. Um, I was staying in a real rundown, murder me and let murder-me-and-let-me-be-found-12-years-later kind of hotel. <laughs> and while I was there... I met a girl who would come over to uh, see her boyfriend. So he was already in the hotel. Um, so I said, here, let's play a prank on him. So
0: <laughs>
1: I told her to hide behind a wall, and I went up to his door, absolutely battered it. And he opened it up, and was like, hi. He was a Christian, really polite, despite just how aggressively I'd been in inconveniencing. I said, hi. So it turns out that the debit card you used to pay for your stay here has bounced. So we kind of needed to get out in, you know, the next ten minutes. Shall I help you back? Oh, I was so rude to friends. Oh, I mean, it's time. I'm looking for a punch. <laughs> Stop the lights. Like, I haven't got you to <laughs> Friends, it, it, ended with, it ended with him proposing to her and then happily married have a kid. you the best prime ever part of. Sorry, I'm going over time. <laughs> last <laughs> 50 seconds. I'm pretty sure you ended that at like 40 seconds.
0: Maybe, maybe. No, <laughs> it was the full minute. Um, yeah, I. That's a pretty crazy one. I don't think I've. I don't normally play pranks on people because usually I don't. I find them to be aggressive to people. I will say there is one prank I want to play on somebody, and it will happen at some point. I just have to execute it perfectly so that it isn't brought back on me. And I don't have to deal with the repercussions of them being angry over it, but I want to put uh, plastic wrap over the toilet and them not realize that Uh, there's plastic wrap over the toilet and go to the bathroom and it's going to be gold. I just don't want to be there when it happens. (laughs) I want to, but I don't. I want to have like a camera that just like explains their reaction to the situation, but (laughs) also doesn't see things I don't want to see. Yes. (laughs) Something like that. <laughs> all right, that's the uh, end That's the end of my timer. Um, all right, next topic for me is what book has the most influence on my life? Um, I mean, easy answer is the Bible, of course. We could be done right there. Uh, but if we're just going to talk regular book, I would say it is the book that's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Uh, very good for how to get rid of hurryness that we have in our lives, especially especially as Americans, you know, I can't speak entirely for people in Ireland, but I can speak for Americans that we are very uh, hurry driven people. We run around, we rush, we do everything, and we don't always do things. We don't always excel at things. We just do a bunch of things. Um, and that book talks about like getting figuring out what you want to to get A's in, straight A's in, like what you want to re- do really well. And do really well in those areas, and then the other things, you kind of just go, you know, I'm just going to do my best, and I'm not going to f- spend all of my heart and energy on everything. Um, so it's a very good book. It's encouraging. It's uh, stretching and gets you out of the – it gets you thinking like Jesus does and how he lived his life um, relaxing and taking time off when he needed to, and we as Americans don't do that. So it's a good good book for that. So that that would be my book. All right, Brendan, take over. Your minute starts now.
1: Thank you for uh, not saying my book. <laughs> the one that I wrote.
0: I was leaving it for the you.
1: gentleman suspends the rest of his time.
0: <laughs>
1: I have nothing else to say that can be aired publicly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Extra time for your next topic, then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like let me get back to Frank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whenever you're ready for your next uh, your next uh, topic, go for it. Yep.
1: Okay, the third one for me is why being predictable is boring. Now, listen, friends. Do I have a problem being steadfast? No, it's afraid of the Holy Spirit. Do you have a problem with being dependable and reliable? No, of course not. Unreliable people take everybody else off. But at the same time, I think when someone is predictable to the point where you know literally how they're going to react to every stare, every comment, every decision, mm. um, it's just not interesting. And to be honest, I think it's a little bit pathetic. Um, you know, it should be We should be very colorful, and we should be all people to all people. So let's say, how I regard Logan, let's say if he said something and I don't agree with it, or he responded to the situation in his life, and I think, I would have done it differently. You know what? He's my bestie, but we don't know each other in a physical way. He lives on the other side of the ocean. So I'm going to respond very differently than I would if it's someone who lives 20 minutes away who I see in the physical once a week. And the way you respond to someone who lives under the same roof as you is very different than how you respond to someone in a work environment. So I think even for myself, sometimes people from different parts of my life cross over. I think, yeah, I don't like how you, said, well, how you treat that person how you said, you know, you're so much nicer than you were to me. Time. But rather than being predictable. <laughs> Take <I'm> a surprise. <laughs> I have to go back
0: and cut out that part when I said I'm not gonna need to use a minute on all of <laughs> oh it's staying in <laughs> are you sure this isn't like a two minute game no it's a one minute game um yeah I, I agree I predictable i's- predictable is a bad thing um sure if, I to say it properly. if you know people too well then then yeah um I don't know why he brought up my name and why he was throwing me under the bus about uh, <laughs> wish, like, you I do weird things <laughs> He thinks I have this thing where I just have a bunch of random women who are like excessively uh, (laughs) over the top and ridiculous. And I will say uh, they are that, but it is quite uh, – it brings joy and excitement to my life that otherwise is sort of lacking. That's why the predictability is bad, you know? If you have such a predictable life where you have no excitement, nothing news coming in, no crazy people, then, of course, yeah, it's, it's pretty boring. But when you've got unpredictability and all that stuff going on, it makes life more fun. So, yeah, that is that, – that's my time there.
1: <laughs> that's also what I would have said.
0: <laughs> all right. My next topic. Um, how to disagree with someone respectfully. Ooh, this one's a tough one because you have to... We we run into disrespectfully people all the time who are always disagreeing. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think the key is you have to treat them as, uh, as humans. You have to respect what they are saying, um, but at the same time, don't take everything they say as biblical truth or biblical words. Um, you know, you have to... Understand that people are, they're going to, they're always, you're always going to have differences with them, um, but maybe find things that you do agree with them on. Maybe in the conversation or about the topic, you, sometimes you won't find even that. Um, but if you, jo- if you show genuinely care, if you show genuine care for people and that you love them, then, um, you'll get, you'll get way farther in the disagreement with someone than if you just shut them down immediately or act rude to them, or say they're, they're completely wrong. Um, because they may be right. Who knows? Uh, Brendan, anything you want to add to that?
1: There is a difference between being disrespectful to someone and respecting someone in a way that they'd not expect. Um, let's say if it's a drama queen, for instance, someone who's high-maintenance, they will usually need a firmer hand, uh, than someone who's just misspoken. Yeah. Like, if it's a drama queen, that person expects your time for you to sit there for four or five hours while they scream, cry, talk about the daddy issues, and yada, 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 when in reality, they're responsible for their own behavior, regardless of what the root of it is. Um, and if you just sit, be harshly, and say, listen, cop yourself on, you're a son or daughter of God, Jesus Christ died, you are a new creation, and to give the home truths. They might not like that, yeah and might feel disrespected. But well, you have not disrespected them; you've just shown them respect, or given them a sense of maturity in a way they hadn't anticipated.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's definitely like, as a teacher how I regard students who perhaps step out of line. Sometimes they don't like it, but it's not the same as disrespecting them. So mm. what I say is: be creative, be versatile. Be all people to all people, but know that it's just because they feel disrespected doesn't actually mean you did something wrong.
0: Time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, next topic next for too. next topic for you. <laughs> and <Okay>. begin. <laughs> this is so arrogant, friends,
1: but I was given a list of options to choose from and I need to pick something. So I chose why being me is so much better than being anyone else. <laughs> don't send us all your emails we keep the bible first about pride and arrogance um so yeah well let's say tomorrow I'm hopping on a plane and I'm going to Rome uh only a few months ago I hopped on a plane and I went to uh, Greece and I went to four now i five islands and then spent a the day in Turkey um earlier this year I was in England and every month I holiday twice. Um, I've just decided that I live in such a beautiful island Well, it's blessed by God, and I'm going to enjoy it. So uh, yeah, you know what? Christ lives in me, God is for me. I'm a temple of Holy Spirit. We are the most blessed people there have ever been. So start seeing things in your world through God's eyes. You're living a life of adventure, excitement, adrenaline, rush, boldness, bravery, Lap it up. Live like the Bible said you should live. Yes, routine is grace, but don't be boring.
0: Time. He <laughs> got it right on time that time. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't I think he took a right hand turn away from why he's better than anyone else, but that was there. If you were looking closely, you would see that he's going to Rome and he goes to all these holidays and. Um, we as Americans can't go to those places because they're really far away and really expensive to take flights over there, whereas he just lives in Ireland and he can just Zoom and go wherever he chooses. <laughs> so, well, I hear that you've got like, you know,
1: uh, an open border. Why don't you just you know, hop across to Mexico?
0: Oh, no. You're it's it's open the, the other way. It's open the other way. You know, ah, It's open for people to come in, not for people to leave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so maybe I'll go to Mexico and then cross on over to US for free pay visit. <laughs> That's a contentious issue. It's a joke, people.
0: Oh boy! All right, next topic. Um, so, how to talk convincingly on subjects you know little about. Um, so I, I feel like I have become an expert in this, and I don't know why. It's just, it wasn't something that I just inherently figured out like it it basically comes down to i what i try to do in a conversation is show that i care for people and ask them questions about what they like so i personally don't like hunting but i have plenty of people that i've talked to about hunting that they would say wow logan knows a lot about hunting i'm surprised they would guess that i would be a hunter i am not i don't like it i don't enjoy it it's cold it's not my thing but I can have conversations, I can ask them about points of bucks, I can ask them about different things, like, oh, you caught this, where'd you catch it at, like, uh, what type of gun did you use? I ask a bunch of questions. Do I know anything about anything that they're saying? Mostly not, but I pretend I do. I shake my head, I nod my head, ask more questions, enough to make it sound like I'm not stupid on the matter, but also I don't know everything. because um, a lot of people don't, don't want you to just sit there and, Tell them everything you know. They they want you to have a conversation with them. So that's that's my that's my tips on how to how to convincingly talk on stuff that you know nothing about. All right, Brendan, uh, I'm I'm looking at your face. You got a response to this? Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do respond. So I'm going to share that one third.
0: My first response
1: is yeah. Asking questions is great. Um, because you know people love. Talking, people love to be heard. Yeah, and even if you're a sponsor, yeah, mm-hmm, call it those kind of banal, mundane phrase going where? Yeah, they they people love the fact that you apparently agree with them; they feel validated. So ask them questions; it gives them a chance to shine. Second thing: people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So that pretty much echoes what Logan said. And the third one is. <laughs> how I personally talk about things I have no comprehension whatsoever, is as a seer God just like, shows me things, just tells me things uh, a lot of them would be denigrated by a lot of people as conspiratorial, but as I put it when conspiracy theory comes from the Holy Spirit it's revelation so uh, there are times I know things, I don't know how I know them, and I can't justify them but I just set my child my insulin proven right and then say, boom baby
0: <laughs> all right uh, that's time. Next topic for you.
1: My next topic is ooh, lessons that I learned the hard way. Look. Okay, so one such lesson. Um, I was actually teaching a chapter of the Bible. It was when David gets offended by Nabal. And he just says, you know, two and basically, you know, we're gonna kill him and kill his household, yadda yadda yada. And then Nabal's wife Abigail gets lots of meat and cakes and food and wine, and she steps out in the battlefield, well, in the middle of the valley rather, kneels down before David, appeases wrath, real Jesus Christ picture, and in the end, Abel dies, Ab- David marries Abigail. And I was teaching once, telling the congregation, and you have to forgive, like Jesus forgave, like Abigail forgave David and he forgave Abel, and yada yada yada. And I had been storing up wrath against a boss who owed me thousands and wasn't paying up. And Holy Spirit told me in that moment, You're not going to get a cent of it. You have to forgive them. I'm your provider. I'll take care of you. But you have to know that money is not your God. And uh, that was a hard lesson to learn. But uh, in the end, I had to say, Okay, God, I'm going to dish the (laughs) solicitor
0: that
1: was going to send them. And, um, sorry what I was saying.
0: I said time. Oh, was
1: that I said
0: hallelujah? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, time and hallelujah sound the same. Oh, I thought you went to
1: a Baptist church. That's very Pentecostal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like I learn, uh, not the best the hard way, but unfortunately a lot of times that's the way it goes, um. I don't think it's my favorite way of learning things. I'd prefer to learn them uh, from other people failing and making mistakes. Then I go, hmm, don't do that. Um, but too often I, I do it my own self. Um, a specific example um, uh, is, <laughs> is puddles. Um, when I was little, I... I love jumping in puddles, thought it was tons of fun, frolicking puddles, and uh, I so I jumped in this really big puddle, because I was like, it's a big puddle, I'm going to jump in it. And I realized in that moment what happens when you jump in big puddles, and you're not wearing anything that's dry, well, not that won't be dry when you're done. Yeah, completely got soaked, wet, um, was sitting in my car seat wet, and I looked at my mom and said, I will never jump in a puddle ever again, and to this day... Not jumped in a puddle since. I avoid them like a plague. So have to learn the hard way, <laughs> and that's time. Um, all right. Last topic that we're going to talk about is how to appear intelligent. Um, really, this one's pretty simple. It's from the Bible. Uh, it talks about how even a fool can uh, can be thought wise if he doesn't open his mouth. Um, So the more often you're able to not open your mouth, not say things immediately, uh, wear glasses, um, you'll look more intelligent. Um, You'll look more intelligent. You might not sound more intelligent if somebody eventually asks you something. You might just – maybe one of your things is you just like just talk around an issue a bunch of times. Um, you can also do my favorite topic, which I love to do if I have to write an essay and I have no idea what the, what the essay topic is on. Just attach a leash around. So say you have to explain a tree. Okay. Attach a leash to it, tie that leash to a dog and then explain the dog. People will think you're smart. People will think you have amazing things to say and reality you have nothing to say. So you could use this on, you know, economics. You could say, I know nothing about economics, but I do know that people create economics, and I can talk about people. So talk about people, explain people, um, you know, that kind of thing. So there's my time. Brandon, anything you want to add on how to make yourself sound intelligent?
1: Yeah, the not responding can be a great one, but it's all about your posture. Mm. Because if you don't respond, but you look defeated, well, people think, oh, the Christians
0: just got old. Yeah. Whereas if you give them that look of pity,
1: as if to say, Oh my goodness, did you really just say that? Um you know, don't 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 slouch, but stand up tall, stand strong. <clears throat> you give that sense of um superiority, but not in an arrogant way, but that you're silent from a place of strength. Mm. Because it is better to say nothing at all than to misspeak. Because you say nothing at all, you can't be held accountable, and by the people, for having said the wrong thing. But if you say the wrong thing, to a fool, well then, you're, you're basically a fool yourself. So yeah, if if you're only going to respond out of emotion, negative emotion, out of frustration.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not worth the word vomit. Do yourself a favor, hold it in. And don't misrepresent
0: Christ. Indeed. Well, that is time. That is the end of our one-minute game. Um, Everybody can breathe, and you can uh, uh, just let everything go, relax a little bit. So we'll get into our Bible time. This will also be on a minute. You have one minute to speak on the Bible. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, (laughs) We are going to be in 2 Corinthians uh, 6 and verse 2. And I'm going to turn it over to Brendan, if he's got it, and he will take us away with our Bible references today.
1: Happy days. Okay, so Second Corinthians six two says, for he says, he basically being a, a citation for Isaiah, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Guys, if you were to proclaim that Bible verse in faith and authority over every day you spend on earth, imagine just how much and how quickly your world would change. Instead of believing the bad reports, what the COP27 said last week, and um, what the mainstream media tell you, what the negative Nancy's and the bad reports and even bad reports of the doctor have to say, and listen, they might be speaking in a place of intelligence or sometimes in facts, but if you say you're not going to believe God's report, and I believe that this is the day of salvation, that God will be glorified through this, that the name of Jesus will get lifted up today, that today people won't see me when I show up, I'll show Christ, that instead of the world falling to bits and going to hell and hell basket, hell basket, that's my a thing, hell basket. <laughs> But instead, baskets of manna are going to fall in your world that day. Revelation is going to fall into the ears, the hearts, and the minds of everyone in your world. Start living like it's the day of salvation. Start living like God could do something big in your world that day, big in the lives of those around you, to save them, to change them, to revolutionize their lives to reveal Christ, the power of the cross and the empty grave, to comfort them as only Holy Spirit can. Believe it's the day of salvation, declare it's the day of salvation, pray it in and live like it. Let it be your confession, let it be the word you live by, and I think you will see things shaping up in your world very, very quickly. Amen.
0: Indeed, yeah. Um, I would add, uh, you know, day of salvation. That that can be, uh, as Brendan mentioned, um, mentioned one way. You can also see it from the way of. It can be a day of salvation for your friends who don't know Christ their Savior. It could be the day that you're able to that Christ is able to save them out of their sins, and they choose that and live that and believe it. So, so do that. Um, I want to take us back to Isaiah 49. So this is where he's referencing from. So in verse 8, it says, Thus says the Lord, In an acceptable time I have heard you. In the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritage, that you may say to the prisoner, Go forth, and to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed along the roads, and their pasture shall be on all desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst nor heat shall strike them. Um, For he has mercy on them, it will lead them. Even by the springs of water he will guide them. I will make each of my mountains a road, and my highways shall be elevated. Surely there shall come from afar, look, those from the north and the west, and these from the lands of Sinem. So this is talking, specifically referencing the end, and how God will restore the earth. Um, It's both, it's one of those fun passages that has... um, has partially fulfilled stuff and futurely fulfilled stuff. Um, so the partially fulfilled stuff is the day of salvation. Christ came so that we can be saved and we can be with Him forever. But there's a second part to it that will be a future part that was coming one day. So one day we will have a restored earth. Um, would have places to live and inherit places that are desolate, that are open, that are um, filled with. Uh, if you th- if you think of uh, all those movies that have awesome spanses of great wilderness or past uh just pastures of stuff everywhere that's the kind of idea you get here um you shall feed along the roads and you shall have pastures everywhere and you're never going to hunger or thirst again um that isn't a huge thing in our day and age it is for some people those who are in third world countries um but it isn't for us but at the same time that's an amazing thought because that hasn't always been the way of the world That you can just eat whenever and that you won't hunger and you're not going to have any thirst anymore. And the heat's not going to strike you. It gets hot in the summer. I work at a summer camp. It is really hot um, and burns you, but it's not going to happen. And he has mercy on them. He's going to lead them. He's going to take them to springs of water and he will guide them. So God is going to take care of us. It's going to be an awesome, lovely time in heaven with him one day. Um, so that is, on the, that is on the horizon. That is for each and every one of us who has accepted Christ as our Savior. If we don't, if we haven't, that's not our story. And that, it can be your story. You can change. You can repent. You can believe in Him, put your faith in Him. That can be your story today. You can make that decision. But if it's not your story, if that's not the way you, you're living your own life, doing your own thing, then it's going to lead to destruction. It's going to, to lead where the, the heat does hurt you and does strike you and does burn you. Um, it's going to lead to miserable uh, for eternity. So your choice is set before you. We set it before you almost every week because it's important to us. We want you guys to know Christ as your Savior. We also know that a lot of you do, and so we want to be uh, helping you, helping you guys grow in your thinking, helping you grow in your learning of the Bible, and also, if you don't know it, to come to know it as your Savior. So as we close, I'll close this in a word of prayer and then get us on with uh, the rest of our weeks. Uh, Lord, we're thankful so much for your time, for your uh, your promise that you will do this for us. You will make us a new heaven and a new earth, and we will be with you forever. Lord, I pray that you'd help us in the current. You'd help us to see the salvation that we need to accept you, and, and we need to live like we're changed, live like we're different. Um, and Lord, I pray that you would help us to do that, make those decisions, and the sufferings and the difficulties that come in this life, that you would ease them but that you wouldn't take them away, that, you would, that they have a purpose. They make us better. They bless us and help us look more like you and less like the world. Help us to do that today. Uh, pray that you would bless us as we go through our weeks, that it would um, be a beneficial week for, for your honor and glory. People would come to know you uh, in our lives because of what you've done in our hearts and then we will do in their hearts. Um, give us a good week. In Jesus' name, amen. Anything you want to close with, Brendan, send us on our way.
1: You guys, you know what? This is the day of the Lord's salvation. It's the month of the Lord's salvation. It's the year of God's salvation It's the decade of God's salvation. So let praise be ever found on your lips. Amen. Eat ice cream and celebrate. Amen. Bye,
0: friends. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Later, friends. We will see you next time.